Let's talk about Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> Some interesting things that are going on, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> and uh, they can be very confusing to get a grasp on and understand exactly what on earth is going on here. So let's, uh, let's break a few things down that the media is not telling you about. We'll start off with the macro look at what's happening today in Russia, Ukraine. This is at a macro level about two regions in the southeast of Ukraine that are on Russia's border that are called the DPR and the LPR. Some countries are called them the DNR and the LNR. And these are like large counties of, a, of an American state, fairly large areas, and they declared independence via a vote eight years ago. And ever since the Ukraine military has been attacking these people, so far in the last eight years, they've killed 14,000 people and the world has completely ignored it. Why? So we'll come back to that in just a second. But a few days ago, maybe a week ago now, these two regions, the DPR and the LPR, under constant bombing from Ukraine, people dying, went to Moscow and sat down with Vladimir Putin and said, would you recognize our sovereignty, which we voted on eight years ago? And Putin said yes. And Putin also said he would militarily protect them from Ukraine's military. This was signed by Putin. It was then ratified by Russia. It was ratified by the DPR and the LPR. So all three parties all ratified it with their governing bodies, okay? What happened? Ukraine didn't take it seriously in the slightest, and they continued their bombing of the LPR and DPR regions. Two more people were killed, and Russia, fulfilling their end of the bargain of the agreement, said, we're going to send in peacekeepers. And they sent in peacekeepers. And the bombing raids continued. And Putin said, we're going to get into Ukraine and put a stop to this. Now, let's go back. If we go back to when this current government was initially installed, it was installed with the help of the Obama administration. Now I've talked about how Nazis, literal, biological and ideological descendants of the Third Reich in Germany, did not lose the war, and that they have been spreading throughout all the countries of the world. They came here to the United States through Operation Paperclip, Officially 1,600, I'm sure it was significantly more. 
and they started subverting nations from within. They are the globalists. They are the European Union. They are the Democrat majority in the United States, some Republicans too, and they have been taking over the world. Now you may think, oh, that's a little bit ridiculous. If you would go and listen to the podcast that I've repeatedly posted and pleaded with people to listen to where I break this down in an hour and a half on a podcast, you can just Google Israel Anderson, the Fourth Reich, the rise of Rome. And I lay out information there. You will not hear from any other person on the planet. This is information that I've arrived at through insight and intuition and observance. Since I published that podcast, many people have provided me with a lot of information that backs up my assertions in that podcast. But probably the most powerful piece of evidence that I'm right about that is now Putin himself. When he describes his reason for going into Ukraine, he talks about it being to rout Ukraine, the Ukrainian people of the Nazis, and he's not using the word as some rhetorical device. He's being completely literal to rout the Ukrainian people of their Nazi rule. Now, when I heard that, it was, <laughs> that was quite something. And obviously, you're not hearing this on the media anywhere. But I am telling you what is going on. See, people drop off. I see the counter going down. Look, there's very few people in the world that want to know what is actually real. The vast majority of people want their beliefs to be reinforced. The Bible talks about it, scratching itchy ears. Ah, oh, I like that. Yeah, just keep going. Oh, I needed that. Right? It's like when you scratch a dog's ear and they're, they're almost having an orgasm. I am fierce about truth and reality. I don't care. How about you give some thumbs up or some engagement here so we can get a few more people in here right now. I'm fierce about reality. Arriving at what is true is excruciatingly difficult. It takes time. It takes letting go of your own beliefs. If you can't recognize, if you can't see, visualize, you can't hold your beliefs in your hand and drop them onto the floor and let them go, you will never learn what the truth is because your beliefs will always override it. It's excruciatingly difficult to arrive at the truth. Let's go back a little further in history. Let's look at World War II. Hitler was instituting the Third Reich. And we all know about the Third Reich. It's a common phrase. You know it. and Everybody knows it. People use it. Um, the left uses it, calling the, the right the Third Reich all the time. Always calling people on the right Nazis. I'm not on the right. I'm not on the left. I'm a nothing. I'm just an observer. Well, what's interesting is that we, we don't even think about, when we say the Third Reich, what's the Second Reich? And what's the First Reich? 
what are these things all about? Did we not even think to ask? You see, I'm a curious person. If you tell me it's the third of something, well, I want to know what's the first and the second. The second Reich, Reich means realm or empire or rule. The second Reich was the previous German Republic before Hitler took over and instituted his third Reich. All right? What was the first Reich? I bet you don't know unless you've been listening to me before. And you can fact check this and you'll even find the correct answer sitting right there on Wikipedia of all places. You'll find it all over the place, but it's not commonly known. This is going to surprise you. The first Reich was the Roman Empire. There you think. What? What's that got to do with Nazi Germany? <laughs> Everything. Everything. The Roman Empire never went away. The Roman Empire still rules this world to this day. The majority of the planet, not all of it. And the, the one country they had the least amount of control in today, they had more control during the Soviet Union era, is Russia. They have almost no control. Putin has spent his time ruling Russia to get rid of the Nazis that came into Russia. They had their own version of Operation Paperclip. I have the name in my notes. It's in Russian. Don't expect me to pronounce it. But they had their own Operation Paperclip where they brought in these literal bona fide Nazis into Russia now, people get all excited about the Nuremberg trials. I see people saying, we need new Nuremberg trials. The Nuremberg trials were just show trials. The real perpetrators were all let off. They were distributed all around the world. There was even some that were brought to the United States whose names came up on the warrant lists to be tried at Nuremberg who were erased from that list because of American influence saying, oh, we want these people, so strike them off the list. We're not going to try these people at Nuremberg. Huh. This was the biggest strategic mistake that probably the world has ever made. This is akin to the Trojan horse at Troy. We brought in these bonafide Nazis and we gave them positions of power. We see Werner von Braun at NASA. I got a notification here. Let me just put in science, technology, government, education, we put all of these Nazis into the United States. And so did other nations around the world. They spent their time regrouping. They achieved massive amounts of power. They formed the European Union. They took over what is effectively NATO. 
They took over the United States government. They threw the Democrat Party. They took over the CIA. They became what we call today in America as the deep state. Nazis, the biological and ideological descendants of those that came over through Operation Paperclip, are the deep state. When Barack Obama was president, they overthrew the Ukrainian government and replaced that government and turned the country into a deep state vassal. Ukraine isn't really a country. It will be in a week. Ukraine is a territory being used by the Fourth Reich, this new rise of the Nazis, as one of their you know, uh, headquarters for global domination. Why? Because they want Russia. <clears throat> when we defeated the Nazis in that war, of course, in that battle, World War II, but we didn't really win the war, we won a battle, but they are winning the war. Um, you know, this is asymmetric warfare. This is a new type of war. This is an information war that the Nazis are waging. But when we, when we won over there militarily, we found their uh, generals' journals, and we saw all of their battle plans, and they were going to march on Leningrad, and they were going to take over the entirety of Russia, and they didn't want to be an occupying force. They wanted to destroy and kill every man, woman, and child in Russia. They didn't want any Russians to be left alive. And they still want Russia. And that's why they took over the Ukraine, because it's the largest country on Russia's southern border. It is the best way to invade Russia. And Putin knows this. Now, there's also a lot of chatter right now. It's hard to verify some of this information. There's a lot of chatter about the bio labs that are in Ukraine that all have connections to Anthony Fraudchi, Bill Gates, George Soros. And George Soros just came out uh, a little while ago with a whole bunch of tweets about how Ukraine is our darling. Well, Ukraine has, uh, George Soros has had an awful lot to do with Ukraine. And of course, we know about the corruption with the Bidens, both Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. So President Zelensky of Ukraine is a puppet. He's a puppet of the deep state. And the goal here was to turn it into a NATO nation so that they could enact Article 5 and go to war against Russia if Russia did anything to Ukraine. Are you starting to see a bigger picture now? When Putin says that he's trying to rout the Nazis from ruling over the Ukrainian people, Remember, Kiev or Kiev, however you want to pronounce it, one is Ukrainian, one is Russian. 
is the birthplace of Russia. Almost all of Ukrainians speak Russian, and they certainly all have a paternal affinity with Russia. There are some areas like the DPR and LPR we talked about in the beginning that speak almost only Russian. So this block of land has been fought over and changed hands a few times over the last couple of hundred years, but it's a strategic stronghold. Why did uh, Putin uh, annex Crimea and Sevastopol? That, that used to be the, the largest naval port for the former Soviet Union. That was their stronghold, that was their beachhead. And so Putin felt the need to take it back. It's a very, very strategic piece of land. So whose side should we be on here? We should be on the kingdom's side, of course, always. But is Putin in the wrong here with what he's doing? Well, you know, you can look at it like this. Are innocent civilians going to die in this incursion? Yes, there's no doubt about that, and nobody's interested in that. Nobody wants that. That's a bad thing. But this Ukrainian military has been killing thousands of people, 14,000 people over the last eight years in the DPR and LPR regions. How many deaths is this incursion going to stop? Putin has no interest in occupying Ukraine. Putin wants to free Ukraine from the deep state Nazi installed government. It's not a democracy there. The United States deep state installed their government. Do you understand? It's not a democracy. And Putin is trying to rout those people that are basically holding the Ukrainian people hostage and set them free. And that's not being hyperbolic. There's no intention of occupying Ukraine. Now, obviously for a week or a month, there will be some level of occupation, but that's not what anyone means by occupation. We mean that it becomes a state of Russia. That's not going to happen. These people will be removed and free and fair democratic elections will be held in Ukraine and they will elect their own leader. And they will provide one thing to Putin that he is demanding as a, a zero compromise factor in all of this. Ukraine never becomes a member of NATO because if they become a member of NATO, then all of a sudden, right along Russia's southern border, sits all of these NATO weaponry, including nuclear arms, including defense, you know, missile defense systems. That's a line Putin refuses to cross. So how many people are gonna die in this incursion? Probably a few hundred. 
And although in the, the scale of a small war that's not actually that many people at all, it's still not a healthy thing. No one wants that at all. But I tell you what, it's going to save an awful lot of lives in the long run. Because the Ukrainian bombing of the DPR and the LPR regions will stop. And people will stop dying. So, you know. Now, let's project this into the future a little bit. I would say to you, based upon what's going on right now, Oh, yeah, somebody said here, isn't it interesting to consider that Zelensky is an actor after all? He's not just an actor. You won't believe this if you haven't heard it. President Zelensky of the Ukraine, not just an actor, but played a role in a show for TV where he was the president of Ukraine. I kid you not. Propaganda. Okay, so let's project this into the future a little bit. Here is how I think we're going to see things play out. Ukraine has about 72 hours to surrender. I think that's most likely to happen. If Ukraine does not surrender, then there is an increasing likelihood that this is going to escalate. What does escalation mean in this situation? Escalation most likely means that Putin will attack a NATO country that is bringing in arms. They will probably destroy the convoys of military equipment that is being driven into uh, Ukraine. Now, maybe he'll do that just once they cross the border into Ukraine. But it will be interesting what these NATO nations do in response when he does that, and he will do that. I mean, Putin will destroy these convoys of goods. So you've got Germany, Poland, Britain, that are all sending arms into Ukraine to, so the Ukrainian military can use them against Russia. I'm not really sure how that's going to work right now because, you know, Russia is way ahead. But what happens if Germany brings in a convoy of military equipment and Putin destroys it after it crosses the border, even if it's fully within the Ukraine. How's Germany going to respond to that? Germans are going to be killed on Ukrainian soil, right? The potential for NATO to get involved in this conflict and for us to have a NATO versus Russia conflict is only increasing every hour. At this present time, I would say the chances of this are not dramatically high, but it creeps higher every hour. And what happens if we do end up in a conflict with NATO and Russia? Who would win in a kinetic war between Russia and NATO? NATO would win. 
NATO has far more military equipment, far more soldiers, far more people to fight than what Russia does. In a non-nuclear war between NATO and Russia, I don't see how Russia could possibly prevail. Well, that's a problem, and I'll tell you why. Some Americans don't like to hear that, um, that Russia has the most advanced military equipment in the world. They don't have the number of units in their military when you compare them to the United States and to NATO. Okay? They are massively outgunned. But the equipment they do have is definitely of a superior nature. Their hypersonic nuclear missiles can land nuclear warheads on U.S. soil unhindered. I don't think there's anything the United States can do to stop them. They might take a few out, but the vast majority are going to hit the ground. The problem is the reverse is not true. The S-500 missile defense system that Russia has, which is so mature, they started off with the S-100, then the S-200, S-300, S-400, S-400+, and now S-500. The S-500 missile defense system is the only missile defense system in the world that can take out a hypersonic nuclear missile. Will Russia take this nuclear? There is no question whatsoever. Putin will first strike the United States. I, I don't have any doubt about that. I just bought a, a gas mask today with radiation filters because I think this risk is quite real. Quite real. Cost me close to $500, by the way. They're not cheap. I don't have a lot of money. But if things are going to go south like that, you, that, that thing's going to save your life. If Putin is backed into a corner where he knows he cannot win through traditional non-nuclear warfare, which will be the position he's in if NATO chooses to go to war against him, he cannot fight back a NATO invasion of Russia. And he knows that. And that's why he's already threatened the rest of the world. He has said, do not interfere or you will see consequences never seen before. He will use nuclear weapons. He has the most advanced nuclear weapons in the world. And he has the most nuclear weapons in the world by far. In a nuclear war, Russia is likely to be the victor. Unfortunately, we will all be the losers, including Russia, of course. Other nations are going to fire nuclear weapons at Russia. They will take, I would say, the majority of them out, but some are still going to get through. All nations are going to be impacted. The whole world is going to be impacted. It's going to be total devastation. About a month ago, five, maybe six weeks ago, a Russian military spokesperson said that if Russia is attacked, they will not respond 
to the origin of the attack. In other words, if somebody fires a missile into Russia, they will not respond and take out where that missile was launched from. Rather, they will take out the power structures that are enabling that to happen, that are behind the attack. And then he listed off a bunch of American cities, Washington DC, Los Angeles, New York City. He said, we will attack those centers rather than where the missiles came from. Does he have the capability to do that? Oh, you betcha he does. And I don't think there's anything the United States can do to stop it. I don't think there is. So we just have to wait and see what happens now. Will it escalate into a nuclear war? If people, when you talk about it, are saying to stop being silly, they're naive. We absolutely are on the cusp of nuclear war more than at any other point in history. And the bombs, the nuclear bombs that we have today, the nuclear missiles, uh, I mean, you know, look, make uh, Nagasaki and Hiroshima look like firecrackers. Their yield is a hundred, even a thousand times larger than the bombs that America dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. You know, one of these missiles, just one warhead, hitting downtown Los Angeles will obliterate, you know, like a five mile radius from, from ground zero. It's not going to be pretty. So be prepared, as prepared as you can. I live in the middle of nowhere. I'm not anywhere near any strategic targets. The only thing I need to worry about is nuclear fallout from prevailing winds. The West Coast winds will blow along here and I, that's why I bought a gas mask with radioactive filters, a real one. Um, because if there is a nuclear war, we are in a lot of trouble. And who are we really going to war against? We're going to war, if America goes to war, we're going to go to war against Russia, who is trying to knock down the Nazis. And this may seem a little hyperbolic. That's why you need, you absolutely must, I'll put it in the comments here directly after uh, we finish this video, you must listen to my podcast on the Fourth Reich, The Rise of Rome. You must. You must understand what is actually going on here. It will give you tremendous clarity. It'll help you see the big picture. It'll help you cut through the BS. This is not a normal, regular thing that's going on right now. Putin sees the march of the Nazis taking over the world, introducing a globalist government, and he's trying to prevent them from taking over his country. And now we're gonna see an alliance form with Russia and China and even Turkey, uh, Iran, Syria, 
North Korea, and interestingly enough, maybe even India and Pakistan together, which is very interesting. But there's a lot of chatter right now, a lot of communication between Russia and Pakistan and Russia and India. And it would be very, very interesting to see India and Pakistan be united through an alliance with Russia because they've been at each other's, uh, yeah, they've been at war with each other for a long time, ever since Mahatma Gandhi kind of split that nation in two. Of course, India and Pakistan used to be one nation. Now we've got all the Hindus who moved west to Pakistan and all the, the, uh, the, the Muslims rather moved west to Pakistan and all the Hindus moved east to what is still called India. This is going to be a world war if it escalates. And unfortunately, it probably is. If not now, then probably in the next five years. Because these Nazis, the globalists, are absolutely trying to take over the world. And they've already successfully done that with several countries. They run the United States of America. And the Republicans are powerless to hold them back or to change that course. They are the European Union. They are the members of the World Economic Forum. They are Canada, Justin Trudeau. All of these people that have been at the World Economic Forum, these apprentices of the World Economic Forum, are taking over the world. Of course, Klaus Schwab is really the, the world's chief Nazi right now. This is not hyperbolic. This is what is going on. Okay? And it all goes back to Rome. The European Union really is the, the instigation of the one world government. Now, there's one other thing I wanted to say, and I just can't think of it right now, but it was important. What is that? I'll take a sip of my drink and we'll see if we recall. I can't think. Make sure you listen to that podcast, please. Come back to this video after it's ended and look for the link. It'll be in the comments. I'll pin it. Oh, actually, pinning only works when we're live, doesn't it? Um, it's an hour and a half long. You can double speed the podcast. I'm telling you, you, even if you've never listened to a podcast before, download a podcast player and listen to it. I'll put a link where you don't even need a podcast player. You can just listen to it in your web browser. You will hear information there you've never heard anywhere else before. It's going to be very, very, very important. And share it around. Share this video around. Click that share button even right now. Share this with, with somebody. Tag people in the comments. Dangerous, dangerous times. The Nazis have resurged. They've regrouped. Now they're about to fulfill the thing that they were going to do just before they were stopped by the Allied invasion. They, are, they want to take Russia. Russia is one of the last strongholds. The deep state is already well involved in China. They own a lot of China. I mean, they own the the, the leadership there. President Xi himself, it's, it's hard to know. <clears throat> so there will be some upheaval in China 
in the near future, and you will see that. You will probably hear about a lot of people going missing or being tried and publicly executed and all kinds of interesting things going on in China. Because the deep state, the Nazis are in China, but Putin has spent the last 15 or so years routing them out of Russia. And now it's time for one side to win. Listen to the podcast that will provide a lot more context on, on all of this. I'm going to end this now. Thank you for listening. Share this with somebody. Just give me some thumbs up here right now so we can kind of boost that engagement just before we go. And uh, I really hope you go and listen to that podcast. I'm telling you, you will be incredibly surprised by some of the information there. Okay? Uh, some of the information you will not agree with. Uh, I, I can just say I'm, I'm not wrong about the information in that podcast. It will blow your mind. It will intrigue you no end. Okay? Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. And pray to the Father in the name of the Son for peace. And maybe the only time peace is going to come is when he returns. And maybe this is all part of the wars and rumors of wars. May the Lord bless and protect all of us. Thanks.